0: Learn how at usps.com slash advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1773. Why you should invest even in peak markets, part two, by Chelsea of smartmoneymamas.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, it'd be best to listen to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Why You Should Invest, Even in Peak Markets, part two, by Chelsea of smartmoneymamas.com. The Great Recession On October 9th, 2007, the S&P closed at 1,565.15. This would be the peak day before the worst recession the U.S. economy has seen since the Great Depression. For an example, we'll assume you invested $10,000 on that exact day. Every year for the next year and a half, you watch your hard-earned investment go down. Most people would take this as a sign to sell. But this is what would happen if you didn't. In March of 2009, your $10,000 would have fallen to $4,322 in value. A greater than 50% drop would be a pretty big gut punch. But by holding steady and recognizing that the market naturally rises over time, you would have recouped your whole investment by August of 2013. By now you would be up over $5,000. Your average annual return would be 4.7% with a total return of 54.7%. Not the 7% long-term average, but well above the 0% of your checking account and the one to 2% annual inflation rate. And this is forgetting one very important thing, dividends. Many stocks in the S&P 500 paid dividends, so either you would have been receiving some cash payout on your $10,000 investment along the way, or you could have chosen to reinvest the dividends over time. Reinvestment is exactly what it sounds like. Instead of getting a quarterly dividend check, your fund provider would just deposit that money right back into your investment account. Had you chosen reinvestment, your account value would be $18,810 today for a 6.5% annual return, almost in line with the long-term average of 7%. Every recession since 1950. For the Great Recession, it seems like you would have done quite well, even if you invested on the worst possible day before the downturn. What I wanted to know was, does it hold true in other cycles as well? This 10-year time span between cycles isn't typical. Usually, a cycle happens every six to nine years. So if you invested right before a downturn, you could potentially see two declines over your investment period. To find out the answer for our unlucky investor, I looked at the investment returns during the 10 recessions prior to the Great Recession. The National Bureau of Economic Research tracks market recessions and contractions since the mid-1800s, and the Bureau of Economic Analysis measures recessionary periods based on gross domestic product. In only one out of the past 10 recessions starting in 1948, would you have seen your $10,000 investment lose money over a 10-year period and only then if you had chosen not to reinvest the dividends. On average, for all recessions, including the Great Recession, if you managed to invest your $10,000 at the exact peak before a downturn and left it invested for 10 years, you would see an average annual return of 7.1% without dividends and 11.6% if you had dividends reinvested. This means, on average, even if you had the worst recession market timing possible, your $10,000 would more than double to $21,659 over a 10-year period. If you had chosen to automatically reinvest your dividends, your $10,000 would more than triple to $32,906. You would have to fight through seeing your account balance fall through one and sometimes two recessions. But if you did, your money would be worth a whole lot more than if you just buried it in your backyard. Don't let your money sit idle. Millennials came of age during the Great Recession. We heard how our parents saw their 401k and retirement savings decimated. We faced tough job markets at graduation. So today, many of us have an intense distrust of Wall Street and the stock market, but too many of us have let the memory of the bad keep us from seeing the truth of the good. We have the opportunity to learn from a severe cycle that happened early in our lives. Our parents' retirement savings were only decimated if they panicked. If they let that fear settle in, and took their money out of the market in the darkest days of 2008 and 2009, they never had a chance to benefit from the strong market recovery over the past eight years. Investing in a peak market isn't easy. But if you can have the discipline to invest for the long term, the sooner you get your money invested in the market, the more wealth you'll have in the future. Your money works for you. Don't let it sit idle. You just listened to part two of the post titled Why You Should Invest Even in Peak Markets by Chelsea of SmartMoneyMamas.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear, upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable slash ofd for your extended 30-day free trial. I got three main points out of this article. First, you need to invest to reach your financial goals. Second, you need to be comfortable with some risk. And third, you need to be in it for the long term. The way I see it, the fact that I'm a long-term investor. Is intrinsically tied to my ability to handle the risk of investing, despite the fear driven decision I told you about yesterday. I accept that investing in the stock market requires a tolerance for volatility, especially when you have a 100% stock portfolio like I do. I deal with the volatility in two ways. Firstly, I just don't watch the roller coaster ride of the stock market very closely. I look at the money I invest like a tax that I'm paying to my future self. I see that money as not really mine, meaning present day Diana has no claim to it. So whether my portfolio is up or down doesn't really have an effect on me right now, and I can happily ignore it. Secondly, I pair my investments with a really strong cash position. Most people think that I'm holding way too much cash because I have about a year of expenses just sitting there, earning no meaningful interest. But for me, holding this much cash provides extra insurance that whatever financial needs arise, it's unlikely I'll need to tap into my investments anytime soon. And so I can truly leave them to grow over the long term a passive investment style alongside some blissful ignorance and a long-term focus makes the risk of investing much more tolerable for me. And that's another episode and weekend of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. And I'll be back with more posts for you on Monday. So have a great rest of your weekend and I'll catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.